This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I am back with you. Welcome to another podcast episode. I hope life is treating you well, but in the event that it's not, I think you may find this particular podcast episode extremely helpful. Today, we are going to be talking about things beyond your control. And I have had a very real and direct experience with this concept. So a few weeks ago, my Facebook account was hacked. I got a notification that I had been decided as an admin for a page and went, you know, to investigate and realized someone had sort of gotten into my account somehow and, you know, was using my name as the name for a business page. And I have a business account with Facebook because I operate a part of my business through that platform. And so I immediately went to my Facebook ads account where credit card information is stored because there have been times where I have paid to promote my content, promote my material in an effort to reach more people. And so I noticed there that the person who had added me as the admin was now an admin on my ads account and I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't delete them. I had no rights to my own account. And from there, things have just gone a bit downhill. So I tried to reverse my password and create a new password. I was unable to do that. They had turned on what is called two-factor authentication and changed all of the contact information to theirs. So whereas you would normally get a notice that someone's trying to enter your account, all of that information was going directly to them. And it was almost like I was the intruder on my own account. Of course, contacted Facebook. Now, if you have ever tried to contact Facebook, you know it's pretty much the road leading to nowhere. Um, there's no phone number. There's no way to ever get in direct contact with anyone, at least at my level on Facebook. Um, and so I watched a train wreck happen, literally. 
things that have happened. Uh, this person has gone into my Facebook group, which has almost 3,000 people in it, and deleted all of my posts. I've been building that group for probably the past five years or so. And so all of the posts that I've created are gone. I know this because I have friends in the group who were gracious enough to share with me their screenshots and what was happening in the group. So that's no longer. Um, this person then sort of infiltrated my business page and started selling other products like Christmas t-shirts. Um, and so again, the reputation of that page was now just completely turned around. And then I checked my credit card statement or my bank account actually for my business with the card that's linked to the Facebook account and learned of about $9,000 spend in Facebook ads that were unauthorized charges, et cetera, et cetera. And to this day, this has been going on for almost three weeks. It'll be three weeks um, coming up. I have had zero resolution, like zero. So everything that Facebook has tried to do in terms of resetting the password, my sending my ID, and all of the things that you could read any post um, to learn to do, nothing yet has worked to be able to get me back into my rightful account. Now, I'm also a part of some Facebook communities for paid coaching programs I'm a member of. And so I've set up a new Facebook profile so that I can access some of that content. And guess what happened? My original profile friend requested me. So I want you to think about this being friend requested by yourself from the hacker that has hacked your account. And so I reported it to Facebook, someone's impersonating me, and they write back to tell me there's no violation of their community standards. That basically my, <laughs> my reporting of someone impersonating me was not like confirmed and they're not going to do anything about it. So I can tell you this half laughing, half still really troubled by it on a number of levels that I'm not going to really go into right now. But this is real life happening. And while you may not be the victim of identity theft or a Facebook hack or unauthorized charges on your um, bank account, there are things in life that you are dealing with right now that are just literally beyond your control, that are out of your hands, that you see happening, that you are experiencing, that it feels like you're literally watching a train wreck of some sort in your own life. 
And of course, as we come together for this conversation, I'm going to bring it in to marriage, right? And just speaking with so many of you, I know that there are many, many things that will take place in any marriage that are just beyond your control, right? Marriage is the union of two adult, independent thinking and behaving individuals. And so, of course, there will be things that happen. There will be things that your husband does or says or decisions he makes that are legitimately beyond your control. Right. So for example, these are just some things we've talked about for those of you who are either my clients or I've had the pleasure of speaking with. And some of those things are how he communicates. You can't actually control his shutting down. You can't control his not responding or his defensiveness or his complaints to you and how he does that. You just have no control over the words that come out of his mouth and how they come out of his mouth or the fact that they're not coming out of his mouth at all. You can't control how he spends money. I know for some of you that's super frustrating, but the motorcycle he bought or the technology he bought or whatever gadget, the car even that he bought, you cannot control that, right? And so the decisions he makes with how he uses his money, your money, the family's money is actually not something you can control. Another thing, how he parents your children. Technically, you can't control that. You can't go inside his brain, change it up, and make him take different actions towards your children. You can't control how he uses his time at home. If he wants to sleep in till 12 noon, if he wants to watch Netflix 18 hours a day, you can't control that. Other things, how much he works. If he wants to work, again, 12 hours a day, or if he wants to agree to go to work functions after hours or travel for work, whatever the case is, those are decisions he gets to make that you can't control. How he responds to your requests. So, This one was a big one for me in my own marriage, I guess because I know so much about healthy communication and how to make requests. I just assumed like when I did it right, he would respond favorably. That if I was diplomatic and provided the right rationale and presented it at the right time, he would just automatically agree. But a hard lesson learned was that I had no control over his response to my requests, no matter how nice and polite they were. How he shows love and affection. I know the five love languages has got us all messed up. We think when we read that book and we identify our love language and we let him know 
that then he should show up loving us exactly that way. But we have no control over that. We also have no control over how he thinks about situations. We can't go inside of his brain and input our thoughts. I know you want to try, but you just have no control over how he thinks. You also don't have much control over what he says to you, right? Like, again, the words that come out of his mouth are his choices. What you do have control over is how you respond or how much you expose yourself to things that he says that you don't like, but you can't actually control what he says. If I were to just really zoom out and give you the big picture of all of this, is you have no control over his behavior in general. And I know that that is hard to hear. I know that it's probably extremely frustrating for you, but recognizing this truth, not only at a like intellectual and surface level, but at a deep, deep level will give you so much peace and ease. I know you're like, convince me, right? But I'll tell you, when I even think about this Facebook situation in my own life right now, knowing that there would be certain things I could not control eliminated a lot of questions, a lot of thoughts, a lot of rumination, a lot of worry, concern, and anxiety. Right. Because when you think you can control something that you really can't control, you spend your time really going down a whole bunch of dead ends, a whole bunch of dead ends in your thinking, a whole bunch of dead ends in painting different scenarios and thinking about how to approach things from this angle and that angle. When really, if it's something you can't control, you're really doing an exercise that's not going to yield you the results that you actually want. Now, I want to be clear, as a marriage coach, I work with you to elevate how you show up so you can influence your husband and his behavior. And influence is very different than trying to control and make him do certain things. And I'm sure in a future podcast, I will talk more about that nuanced difference between being able to positively influence someone or inspire someone to action versus trying to control them. But for now, I want you to just sit in what it felt like to hear me say some of those things that you can't control. And I'm going to make the assumption that it generated some sense of powerlessness where you felt like, well, gosh, I can't do anything. So what do I do? (laughs) Right. And what happens so often, I hear this with my clients all the time, is whenever we experience powerlessness, we try to overcompensate for that. It's like we resist feeling disempowered by trying to control even more, which actually only replicates the cycle of being disempowered. 
So I want to normalize it. I want to normalize that there will be times in your life where you will feel powerless and where you will have the tendency to want to control. What this looks like in marriage most often is you wanting to have a lot of conversations about the thing that is not working for you, right? So you want to just talk about it. Like you might even approach it from like, well, I just want to understand or I just want to express myself so that you understand. That is a very subtle way of trying to control. Whenever your intention is to change the way he sees something or change the way he behaves about a certain issue, you're actually trying to control. Other things we do, complain about it. What's the point of a complaint? I want you to really just sort of ask yourself that. Usually we are complaining because we want our negative words or negative response to cause a different result in our husband, right? And so whenever you're doing something with the expressed intention of causing a different result in your husband, you're trying to control him. Other things, and I'm going to raise my hand for this one, that we do when we feel powerless and we're trying to gain some sense of control is we might send him information or try to get someone to talk to him, right? We might say like, oh, I read this article or, oh, I saw this video or, oh, I saw this on TV. You should take a look at it. I think it will be really helpful for us, (laughs) right? other things. You make demands instead of requests, right? You make demands and create all these requirements, right? Well, if if this marriage is going to work, you have to do this. If this marriage is going to work, like we need to be having regular date night, having these check-in conversations. We need to be working on our communication. We need to read this book. We need to attend this seminar. You need to attend this counseling session. It's not a request. It's a straight up demand, ultimatum, or requirement. Also controlling. And then the last thing that I see, which is, again, much more subtle, is there are times when you might try to manipulate him to change. Meaning you change your behavior, you change what you do, in an effort to get him to do what you want him to do, right? So it's almost like a tit for tat, like, well, if you're going to do this, then I'm going to do that. Or if you're not going to do this, then I'm not going to do that. Also a subtle way you're trying to control. Now, what happens in this cycle is you feel powerless. You try to gain control, but you can't then you feel angry and frustrated. When you are in a state of feeling angry and frustrated, you are less kind, you're feeling a little bit resentful, maybe even revengeful. You want him to feel the way you feel, like as if somehow... Him feeling the wrath of your anger and frustration is actually going to do something positive. You might threaten to leave. 
you might give him an ultimatum all out of anger and frustration. But here's what's underneath that. So whenever I'm coaching my clients, we really sort of look at layers of emotion. And what often happens is as human beings, it's very easy for us to lead with anger. That is an emotion that's intense, that we all know when we're angry. And I always say that underneath any anger is sadness. And when you can sort of go through your layers of emotion, you'll see what you're really sad about. And then underneath any sadness is a fear. And so I want to speak to the fear that happens when your husband is doing things or being a certain way or not doing things, and you have no control over it, but you get angry about it. What's underneath the anger is a fear. In all of your attempts to control come from fear. Maybe it's fear that he's not who you want. That when you really look at him and you think about the type of husband you want, you think about the type of marriage you want, he's not fitting the bill anymore. That's a scary place to be when you've committed your life and built a family with someone. Another fear is maybe you realize he's just not who you thought he was. That either the version that he presented with or the version that you interpreted him to be is just not who he really is. So you might feel duped. You might feel, you know, like the wool was pulled over your eyes. And that's a scary place to be, again, when you've committed your life and built a family with someone. You also might be afraid that given how he's being right now, you can't actually see yourself ever being happy with him. And so it generates this feeling of just being stuck, of like, this isn't what I want. I want to be happy, but I don't think I either have the capacity or the motivation or the endurance to create happiness with this person. And so I just want to give you a virtual hug and like pat you on the back and just soothe and calm some of those fears. You can let them be there with you, but they don't have to drive everything about what you think, how you feel and what you do. And so for now, what I want to offer you is you can just take a step back Take a step back from all of it. And for now, think about what is within your control right now. Even though you can't control what he says, you can't control what he does, you can't control how he responds to you. What is within your power to control right now? And I want you to just surface maybe an ongoing issue in your marriage that creates a lot of frustration for you, that generates a lot of fear about where this relationship could go. And I want you to just bring it to mind. And I'm going to offer you five things, five solutions that you have control over right now. So the first thing is how you think about what's going on. 
So I'll just loop back to my Facebook incident. Many of you listened to that and you were like, whoa, what a major problem. Now, I'll admit I was a little dramatic in presenting it. So <laughs> maybe I skewed your, uh, your perception of it. But I chose to see it as an opportunity. I chose to think about what else is in my hands that I can utilize to keep moving my work and my business forward right now. For me, that happened to be Instagram. So I was like, okay, well, this is a perfect time for me to invest a little bit more time and energy and really mastering Instagram. I know Facebook backwards and forwards. Now I can learn something more and different. And the way I was able to get to that point was really having the belief that everything is working for me. And that is something that you can borrow in your marriage right now, no matter what challenge you face, no matter what thing feels so out of your control, you can see it as an opportunity and look for how it is for you. The second thing you can do is you can assume other solutions are available to you. So many times, I'll just give the example of like, maybe you're in a marriage where your husband is working a lot and you have children and he's just not available because he's working so much and you have other things you need to be doing too. Now, the knee-jerk reaction would be to place a demand. Like you have to stop working so much. You need to be home by this time. I have this thing going on, et cetera, et cetera. But when you take control and assume that there is a different solution available to you, that eliminates needing to have a conversation with him. Let's just assume assume that him being home is not the answer. Because if it hasn't been happening, it may be time for you to find other solutions. One of the simplest solutions I always offer my clients is getting a babysitter or two or three as we have in our home. We literally have three babysitters. My husband has an extremely busy schedule. I have extremely important and busy work to be doing. And I can't risk him not being available when I need him to and the frustration and aggravation that that's going to cause me and the disruption and disconnection in our marriage. So we have carefully selected over a very long period of time, three responsible adults that we trust to watch our kids. Now I work from home, so that does make things a little bit easier, but I want you to think about how you can look for alternative solutions to the thing that you think your husband is the only answer in solving. Another thing you can do is really make sure you have a productive place to express your frustration. Because a lot of times, much of the anger or the tension or the arguments that ensue when you can't control your husband is because you're unleashing all that you feel directly onto him. And so again, even for me with this Facebook situation, I had like a circle of people that knew what was going on. Generally, some friends knew 
every detail of everything. And I would just reach out to them and tell them the latest. And they responded with such empathy and such care that many times it just melted the frustration I was feeling. Or they were so understanding that I could just unleash everything that I thought about the situation. So there will be things in your marriage that just feel wrong. Like you won't want to coach yourself to like it or to agree with it or to necessarily accept it. And in those moments, you need a productive place to express your feelings and be met with empathy and kindness and understanding. And sometimes that's not going to be with your husband. And so you need a helpful friend, a mentor, a coach, someplace you can go to express those frustrations. Another thing you can do is do what you can to get help. There is no reason that you have to struggle with some of these things by yourself. There's so much help available out there. And so I really encourage you to seek out help. Do you know how many times I've messaged and uh, reached out to Facebook? Many. Even though they haven't been that helpful yet, I still have some faith that they will and that the process that they have laid out to address these things will eventually work for me. So I'm reaching out to them for the help that I need. You can reach out to appropriate professionals to get the help that you need. I am one of those professionals you can reach out to, right? The other thing is show up as your best. There were so many thoughts in my head of retaliation of like, how can I get back at this person, right? I do have their email address. And so I was like, what if I just went to my friend who was like a detective and was like, find this person and like, you know, let them know they have to stop or threaten to arrest them. Or my friend who's an attorney who who I thought about, like, can we send a letter to like, tell them we'll take legal action and et cetera, et cetera. Like so many of those thoughts came. But that wouldn't have been my best self. That is not in my core to be a retaliatory person. Retaliatory? I guess retaliatory is the word. It's not in my nature to do that. And so, believe it or not, I actually started praying for them. I was like, wow, what must be going on in this person's life that they would do something like that? How desperate must they be? They're actually quite ingenious. And if they use their skills to sell the product legitimately, they could probably have a real business. And so I just began to think about like, who do I want to be in this situation? Even when someone else is acting wrong or doing the wrong thing, what is the standard that I have for myself that I always want to meet no matter what? So again, those solutions, how do you want to think about it? Assume there's another solution available to you than controlling your husband and getting him to change. Have a productive place to express your frustration. Do what you can to get help and choose to show up as your best. There will always, always, always be things outside of your control, especially 
in your marriage. If you are struggling with this, if you saw yourself in any of this episode, I want to invite you to work with me and to have my direct help in addressing some of these things. I will teach you over the course of six months in my private coaching program how to release your need to control, how to learn to accept exactly where your husband is now, and how to spend more of your time and energy focused on the very things that are within your control. There is no downside to really getting this clear in your head. It will save you so much aggravation, so much frustration, and it will lead you to so much more ease and peace and enjoyment in your marriage. So if you are interested in having me as your private coach, you can speak with me directly through my one hour consultation and we will talk. We will make sure that we are a great fit to work together and I will give you all of the details of how we do that. So go to my website. It is drshavon.com. That is D-R-C-H-A-V as in Victor, O-N-N-E.com. Click the work with me tab. There are options. You can work with me as an individual. You can work with me as a couple with your spouse. I would love to support you. So have a wonderful week. Relax. (laughs) Let go of those things you're trying to control that are just not in your control and focus on all the things that are. Thanks for being with me here. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.